Welcome to the Dream Big Nation podcast. In this show, veteran recruiter, wealth mentor, and entrepreneur, Lisa Williams, will take you on a journey of exploration and discovery to learn what it takes to hire yourself. Are you ready to dream big and grow into the person you're meant to become? If so, you're in for a treat. And now, here is your host, Lisa Williams. Hello, friends. Welcome back to our Dream Big Nation podcast. I am so excited for our guest today. Hi, Christy. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I think it's very cool how we got, we didn't know each other a month ago and now we're face to face having a podcast together. It's It's brilliant. Absolutely. I want to share just a kind of a minute about Christy's story and then I'm actually going to have her share it with us. But You know, in 2011, you know, outsider looking in, it seems like Christy's life would have been, you know, the picture perfect. She was 25, what, making over 100K at that time in a high level sales manager role and found herself on vacation and having a panic attack and ultimately was diagnosed with a severe panic and anxiety disorder. But, you know, what's amazing about Christy is she's taken this pain of this nervous breakdown and created this amazing nonprofit called Fearless Women, which I, everything I've learned about it so far, Christy, I'm just, I I love everything that you're doing. So I want to start by, you know, I find a lot of people, they face a crisis in life and it really ultimately ends up defining them for the rest of their lives in a negative way. But you have done the exact opposite. Can you really share with us a little bit about where you were, you know, tactically what was going on at that time in your life and what, what really fueled fearless women as a result of it? Sure, Lisa. I think that it's important. You said something so brilliant right off the bat that I just don't want to forget to touch, but that a lot of times when we go through a crisis, that crisis defines us. And I was, I would say, making sure that that wasn't going to be my story. I had a doctor look at me and tell me, hey, Christy, you've got severe panic and anxiety disorder, and you're probably going to be on medication for the rest of your life. And I remember him speaking those words over me and thinking to myself, and he was a Christian doctor, an incredible man. Like, and that's the reality is a lot of times we get these labels and we own them, and then they wind up just being our story for the rest of our life. Now, I want to say that there's probably some people listening that are dealing with bipolar or severe anxiety disorder or you know depression, and it has been their story for a, quite a long time, and, and, and maybe the chemical imbalances in their brain is just something that they are going to have to deal with for the rest of their life. And for those that are in that boat, I hear you, I love you, I understand you, and just because my story looked different doesn't mean that there's any condemnation or shame on your story at all. Uh, for my story, I wanted to find out why do I have severe panic and anxiety disorder? What physically is happening in my body? What spiritually is happening in my body to create the fact that I had a nervous breakdown, meaning hospitalized panic attacks? three weeks of being in my bedroom and not being able to come out. My, my parents had to watch my children because I was incapable of doing anything. I could not shower. I could not eat. Hair was falling out. Uh, I lost a massive amount of weight. Like it was such a deep and dark time in my life that 
inferred the, the purpose out of all of this pain, but I was determined to find out what is happening to my body right now. And I realized that years and years and years of climbing that corporate ladder and working 80 plus hours a week. I mean, there weren't even enough hours that, and I just kept going and going and never stopping, never resting. I, I was a control freak and full of pride. I thought that I was the right one always. So whenever I would have a conversation or you know, an, an argument with someone, I would bulldoze right through them. I never was self-reflective. I never took the time to step back and see other people's perspectives. You know, uh, quite frankly, I wasn't like the most fun to be around because I thought I was always right. And nobody really wants to be around those kinds of people anyway. And I had a constant to-do list. Uh, my family always took second fiddle. And that took a huge toll on me because your body can only go at supersonic jet speed for so long before it crashes because we were designed for camel speed and we're running at these paces <laughs> that God never intended for us to run at. And it took the hard crash where I was sipping a fruity drink on the beaches of Cancun, where all of a sudden I was hyperventilating. My heart felt like it was going to pound out of its chest. I actually started vomiting. And I'm like, what in the world is happening with me? I was disoriented. I couldn't figure out where I was at. I remember walking by the, the maid in, in, in Cancun and she was like looking at me like, do I, do I need to call an ambulance? Like, what's going on with you? And I, I had no idea what was happening. And I, I don't know if it was the Holy Spirit because honestly, I wasn't a believer at the time. I was not walking with the Lord. But in that moment, something just kind of told me like, breath under control. So I started breathing deeply into a fan that was blowing into my face. And what I realized now that I understand the physical side of things, that was actually calming down the cortisol and the adrenaline that was flooding my body, which was panic. And that helped my body calm down. So there's a listener right now that's running at supersonic jet speed. I know you are. You you are full-time corporate. You're doing your thing. You're you're at the top. You're doing amazing. You're kicking butt and taking names. And your body is this close to a nervous breakdown. And what I want you to know is that when you finally take the time to rest, your body doesn't know how to react. And that's why I had a panic attack. Mm. So when I was sitting on the the, the beach reading my People magazine, filling myself with some incredibly good information, right? About the gossip in Hollywood. All of a sudden my body's like, wait, this feels different. You're trying to rest. Uh-oh, there must be something wrong. So then fight or flight takes over. And then that threw me into that severe panic and anxiety disorder where the panic just kept going and going and going. So that started my journey of overcoming it, learning how to rest, learning how to take breaks instituting medication to help me get over the hump. I was on it for about 18 months. Therapy, I was in Christian therapy, regular visits with my doctor. So it took a team for me to really understand what I had done physically to my body. And then I had to get a, get, get a hold of the whole spiritual side of it as well. So tell me, I know you, I read something where you talked about, I believed in God, but I didn't need God. When was that that you realized you know, he was calling you to do something more and, and it became a personal relationship for you. So I grew up Catholic and any of my Catholic friends, I love you. I, I think that there's some really great Catholic services and in, in churches. My, my ex-husband was Catholic. I, there's some good Catholic guilt that sometimes comes along with that. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and I think just like every church, there's good churches and there's bad churches, but 
for me, I was confirmed. I walked through all of the sacraments. I did all those things, but I didn't, I didn't know anything about Jesus, nothing. I didn't have a relationship with him. It was all about religion. It was all about rules. It was all about do this, not that. Um, it was about your relationship is with the priest and the priest can have a relationship with Jesus. And it was not about a personal relationship. So I think I had knowledge of God and there was nothing telling me there, there wasn't God. I just didn't need God because I was, I was my own God. I was doing okay on my own. I mean, when, when you're successful and when you have a family and you have a pretty decent marriage and it's kind of like, why would you run to the Lord? And, and for me, it took that absolute darkest time of my life where literally, you know, I, I share this openly where it, the darkness had gotten so deep that my husband keeps hunting guns in the corner of our bedroom and they're not loaded or anything. They're just where they, but I just kept having this sense of, man, if you used those guns, you could alleviate the pain that you're walking through right now. And that, that thought was so heavy and so real and felt so like possible that it scared the heck out of me. And I covered the guns with blankets because I didn't even want to see the visual anymore. And I remember my husband coming home that day and he's like, why, why are there, you know, blankets over my guns? And I remember just falling into his arms saying, because it was a temptation and I didn't, I just didn't want to see it anymore. And he was like, whoa, you know? So I, I think we, we battled with that three weeks for a long time. And my husband grew up Methodist. He's always known the Lord. He's always just been a great, incredible man. I think that I kind of influenced him in the, in a bad way where, where, you know, if I would have been walking with the Lord, he would have been walking with the Lord kind of thing. And so the women usually a, do, do lead the household in that kid that way. We do, don't we? Yeah. Hold, hold the spiritual stuff together, right? You know, but he's an incredible leader, an incredible man of God and, and was leading our family well. But but the cool part is God gave Troy a moment to step up because after we had battled for about three weeks, he finally was like, that's it. I'm going to pray over you. He had never done that before. He had never, I mean, like we had maybe just kind of thrown a prayer up together. But I mean, like there is something powerful when you come together, husband and wife, you hold hands and you believe God for a miracle. And I, I don't remember exactly what he prayed, but I remember that's when the tide started to turn. That's when freedom started to, started to happen. That's when answers started flooding in. That's when we, we started seeing me sleep again and have peace again and I had this really cool experience where I was in the bathroom trying to get ready and I had this memory of a sorority sister come just flood over me and the the sense of reach out to her, reach out to her. And I remember thinking like, this is nuts. I have not talked to this girl in like 10 years. Why am I thinking about her? You know, and I didn't know enough at the beginning that it was kind of the Holy Spirit trying to guide me and, and show me that he had help on the way. So anyway, I reach out to her and you'll never believe this, Lisa. She had just walked through exactly what I went through, hospitalized, nervous breakdown, everything. So she, she was a flood of information. She's like, read this book. This is going to teach you what's physically going on in your body right now. Read this one. This is going to help you spiritually. And you know, you, you had asked me some questions to prepare for this, but like, what are your favorite books? I think it's a perfect time for me to just like the, the one that I read was called the anxiety cure by Dr. Archibald Hart, The Anxiety Cure. And he's a Christian doctor. So he hits the, 
the medical side of things and the scientific side of things, but then the spiritual side of things too. And I'm telling you what, I finally realized, okay, this is what's going on in my brain. This is the chemicals that are happening. This is why my left arm is going numb. This is why I feel sick to my stomach. And when the doctor recommended the medication, the medication scared me. I was like, I don't want to be on this for the rest of my life. I don't, I don't want to take this medicine. I don't need medicine. But when I realized what it was doing to help calm my body, it made sense to take it. And, and then I had peace about that. And then Anxious for Nothing by Max uh, Lucado, that, that book, whoa. So it was like I was able to hit the spiritual, the, the physical, and the, the, the scientific things and just really educate and empower myself to figure out why I was in the hole that I was in. Yeah. We talked about a little bit earlier and, you know, Christy, I need to, I'll confide in something with you. My listeners don't actually know this. I was with my firm for 22 years and what you just described on the beach, I had when I was driving to work one day and I had to pull over and ended up going on mental stress leave for a period of time. And I actually never went back after that. And, and I want to know, you know, for me, I was, I was blessed to have, I I already had, you know, a business that I was doing on the side that I loved. So I had something to step into, but I think a lot of people, they, they're going, they have had an exact experience like you have, and I have, and they have no clue. They're, they're tied. We talked about this, this kind of ball and chain that corporate, you know, has us, has us in, what would you suggest to them? What advice would you give? What helped you tactically really purposely make that transition? So 22 years, you were in a corporate world driving in your car and you have this experience like I just talked about and you never went back. Um, I, I find that very interesting because here's what happened in my story. My boss was checking in, Christy, are, are you coming back? Like, are you okay? What's what? Like, Hey, yo, what can we do for you? And so here's what wound up happening. I, I didn't understand true surrender yet because at that moment, remember the breakdown was my breakthrough and I gave, I surrendered my life to the Lord. And what does that mean? Surrender means that you're willing to yield to someone else in authority. And that authority for me is Jesus Christ. And that ability to say, okay, Lord, my will, your will, whatever you want for me, I'll do it. And whatever you're asking me to do, I'll do it. Just show me, give me the answers, help me understand. Now, I believe that in my nervous breakdown, the Lord was starting to tell me, hey, this is not your journey. This is not where you're going to be. You're not going to be in the corporate world for the rest of your life. And I began to just start to feel that, right? But I resisted it because I'm like, there's no way. I went to get my master's for medical healthcare administration. Like I've got all this education. Like I've got, I've worked so hard. There's no way the Lord would want me to give this up. So I kept pushing forward. So here's what happened. I went back to work and I tried to make it work my boss let me get an assistant. So we got an assistant. We thought that would that that would help things out. We, you know, kind of spread out some territories and, and gave me sort of a less workload. And here's the thing, you can only fool God for so long. If if you really love the Lord and you're willing to do what he's asking you to do, your way is not going to work out as long as you think it's going to. So he, he's like, okay, that's cute, Christy. I'll let you have your assistant. I'll let you have, I'll let you kind of try all this out. But as I kept going, 
the, the, the feeling and the knowing of this is not your calling. This is not what I have for you kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger to one day. It was so strong. I was praying in my car and listen, prayer is just a conversation with God. I think sometimes we think it needs to be this fancy, you know, special thing where, you know, what it wasn't, it is actually pretty messy. I was in my company paid vehicle driving to my corporate job asking the Lord, something still doesn't feel right, God. Like, I still know there's something else. Like, what is it, Lord? What is it? I'm like, will you please show me? And then I felt like it was like, hey, I'm calling you out of this, this, this job. And I'm like, okay, if this is true and you're really calling me out, God, I need you to give me a sign. I need you to tell me exactly, you know, wh- what's happening. And then a song by French, Francesca Basca, ba- Balastella came on. Uh-huh. Yes. And it was the song about this is a giant leap of faith, trusting and trying to embrace. It was all about like just letting go. That's the name of the song, letting go. And I felt like that song was like a megaphone coming through my speakers, like where God's like, okay, I'm going to give you this sign. But if that wasn't a big enough sign, I get to work. And my assistant tells me that day after praying, asking God if I'm supposed to stay or not, she resigns. Oh yeah. She tells me I can't. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So all the signs started coming into play and I wound up within about 15 days or so sitting down with our CEOs and our executives and resigning from my corporate career. So the practical advice I would give you is first be in tune with what God's asking you to do. Mm. Be willing to hear things that maybe you don't want to hear. Be willing to trust and take a leap of faith into the unknown, knowing that he's right there on the other side of your decision. And I I think once I was able to fully surrender to the fact that it's his will and not mine, and his will for me is much better than I could have ever dreamed or think of, then when you come to that peace and you come to that revelation, you're actually able to walk out in your purpose. So I leave my corporate career and um, I had a side business at the time. If I wasn't crazy enough, this is how crazy I was, Lisa. I had, <laughs> I was running a corporate world, but I also had a side business of photography. And so I leave the corporate world. I jump into the photography, which at that time was 30 to 40 hours, much less than the 80 hours I was putting in. So it seemed like a vacation, you know? So I'm running this side business of photography. It, it's incredibly successful. It was with a dear friend of mine. And then we, we run that for about seven years while I'm running fearless on the side as well. And then in 2017, I went to a conference in Texas and I just heard God so clearly say, lay it all down. I'm calling you into full-time ministry. It's time mm-hmm. to do it. And within three months, I was much more obedient this time. Yeah. I, I think leaving my corporate world took me about a year to come, come to that. But this time I knew it. I knew it. It was time to do it. And for those that feel like money or success or achievements, you just can't lay that down. There's no way that you could possibly give all that up. I want to tell you that there is nothing, nothing more rewarding, nothing more exciting, nothing more that makes me jump out of the bed every morning than fulfilling my purpose in life. And my purpose is to speak and encourage and inspire and provide hope to women and even men that are dealing with fear and anxiety and, and teaching them how to overcome them and giving them to a tool belt to, to work towards victory. And that is more rewarding than any paycheck. It's more rewarding than any accolade, any vacation, anything that I could possibly imagine. And that's what gets me up every single morning. 
Absolutely. I think, you know, my experience in this world of entrepreneurs, which you are one, I would call you, I, I love the term entrebeliever. That's what I consider myself. Oh, and oh you, you, you use that too, because I think what you're doing, Christy, is what so few people actually do. And, and we talked about this earlier, is that, that purpose-driven life that Pastor Rick talks about. And, you know, I'm curious for you, I, I'm really concerned about the youth of our, of our day right now. I, I am a mom of three. I know you, you have little ones and I'm concerned about, I was concerned about the example that I was giving them. And I think a lot of parents are feeling that way right now. We're for those listening, you know, later we're in the midst of the COVID-19 crisis, the COVID crisis right now. And there are so many people that are thinking about a change because they have to, you know, tell me about really the creation of fearless women. How did this come about? What's your purpose? You know, how can you help others? I really want our audience to make sure they get that today. So fearless women was birthed in 2015. I thought it was going to be a support group just a group where maybe 15, 20 people gathered around and we would encourage each other and help each other. The first meeting had 38 women at it. And we realized that we had struck a nerve in our community, that there were people that were battling so deeply with depression and anxiety and fear. And finally, someone was giving a voice to that. So by 2016, there was two, 300 women at our, at our meetings. And we were realizing that we had to develop more programming and more tools to help women overcome. So we've got our monthly meetings. And now because of COVID, we're going digital as well. So our month, uh, we're doing every other month meetings now. And every time that we have a meeting, we have a time of worship. We have a time where a speaker specifically speaks into fear and anxiety. You're not going to hear anything else. That's what the topic is. And we're going to give you some tools to overcome. We've got small group material as well. We've got, I think, six different Bible studies out there right now, and all of them have to do with fear and anxiety. We've got uh, Zoom groups going on right now, in-person groups going on right now. Then we have workshops every other month, and those workshops are more like, hey, let's get in, let's let's dig a little deeper, let's fill out some sheets together, and, and those are about 90 minutes long, and we keep it very intimate. But then you talk about the youth. So as we were getting into this, we were realizing that there was a huge pain point for teens. So three years ago, we had our first ever teens camp. It's called The Wave. And we brought in precious, precious girls anywhere from the age of, you know, 12 to 20. And we poured into them. And Lisa, I cannot tell you how sad it is on what our youth is experiencing right now. You know, the, the I think they say 46% of Americans have fear and anxiety or depression at some point in their life. Well, the teens are like, it's, it's, it's climbing much, much higher. And I think as a parent, one of the very best things that we can do is acknowledge where they're struggling listen and hear with eyes that you, you, you might step into something that you, you, you just don't really want to step into. But I know that even my daughter who's seven, who's been dealing with, you know, the virtual schooling and, and, you know, not being in school since April and, and not being able to see her friends. And, and there's just this whole level of anxiety that surrounds all of that. And what I would say to parents is equip yourself educate yourself, understand the physical side effects of anxiety and what it looks like. 
give your children some language around it. For my, for my daughter, it's mommy, I've got that feeling in my belly again. And that's our, that's our communication with each other. Okay. I understand she's having anxiety right now, having open up conversations, heart checks with your children. I have found that even though I'm so exhausted at bedtime, bedtime is the most beautiful time to talk to your children because that's when they're going to open up and then you're going to like, man, I just want to go to bed, but they wind up talking to you for 30 minutes, you know? And so I really utilize bedtime as, you know, a place to ask some pretty important questions. Like, Hey, is there anything that made you sad today? Mm-hmm. Hey buddy, you know, is, is there anything that you're struggling with? Hey, is there anything that you really did well today? And you're asking these, these questions that aren't yes or no, just like, how was your day? Fine. Well, you're not going to get anywhere with that, but really ask some engaging questions for your children. And then I know for my younger one, giving a voice to how she was feeling because Anxiety hits us all differently. Sometimes it's tension in our necks. Sometimes it's sleeplessness. You know, sometimes it's literally a stomach, like a, they call them butterflies in your stomach, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we all experience it so differently, but learning to identify it and giving a name to it. And then I fast my children in prayer. Instead of reading a book, we've been throwing on a worship song at night. And that has really kind of just set this beautiful tone for bedtime now. Last night, my daughter was really, really struggling because she got into a bad batch of chiggers. So she was dealing with that, but also just a little bit of anxiety on top of it. We had three or four songs we sang through before before bedtime. So parents, it's out there. It's real. I feel like you have to acknowledge it and you have to give your children some language around it. And you have to have some heart conversations with them to actually see that it's happening. Yeah. Now you obviously, you made your transition before your kids, right? You were... You were, I had two little ones, so they um, were tiny, but you know, I, I find you and I talked about this a little bit earlier where, you know, some people, they, they, they don't make a change because of that corporate lifestyle. That's, that's giving them what they think is the life that their children need. And yet what would your children be like right now? Had you not made this jump, you know, and, and what are we doing to our children when we aren't living our purpose, really, in your opinion? I think that what would my children look like if I was still living the corporate life? They would be playing Xbox all day. They would not see their mom hardly at all because I was never around. I wasn't present. And even when I was home, I was still working on work stuff. I think that my children would be very neglected. I think that they wouldn't necessarily feel very loved. And I think that that's one of the biggest mistakes that we can make as parents is to prioritize our work above our family. And, you know, God's design for us is to love him first and foremost, and then to love our families and our husbands Our you know, if you're married, your spouse, then your family, then your job. And, and I think that as Americans, we've got it wrong. You know, we, we prioritize our work first because we think that it's the paycheck that's going to provide for our children. When really God's the one that provides, he's the one that, that, that brings in whatever the provision needs to happen when we seek him first. And so I think that I'm so, so grateful to the Lord that I had that nervous breakdown because I know that it changed my mothering it changed the way I'm a friend. It changed the way I'm a wife. It, it changed just who I am as a person. 
And I want that for your listeners. I, mm-hmm. I want that for your listeners. I want them to know that you can walk out in your purpose and you can make changes in your life right now. You don't have to um, be stuck in a dead end job. And, and, and I, I, it's like, I hear the listener screaming, wait, but how would I pay for my apartment? Or how would I, you know, it's okay. God's ways are not the world's ways. And we have to remember that. So I remember talking to some worldly business consultants saying, I feel like I'm supposed to leave my corporate job. And the answer was absolutely not Christy. That's ridiculous. Why would you do something like that? But then you know, I, I was blessed enough to have some amazing Christian leadership in my life at that time where they were like, what's God telling you to do? That's the voice you listen to. That's the voice you listen to. And then I have a lot of people that say to me, well, how do you know it's God's voice? How, how do you know you're hearing from the Lord? Well, the first thing I would say to you is, do you have a relationship with the word of God? You have to get into God's word to know who he is and to to understand what he's speaking to you. So, you know, after I have a nervous breakdown, I, I made it a point to be in this book every day, maybe five minutes sometimes is all I could get. And sometimes I would sit there for an hour. And as I, as I began to understand his promises and his word, and here's the other thing, it, it doesn't have to be the new King James version with the VS and the Vallis. Like you can get, I'm in the NLT. And what's really cool about this is there's two different commentaries on it. So I've got the uh, NLT study and the life application. So when I read something, I'm like, I have no idea what that means. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> I'll, I'll look down at the commentary and it explains it to me. And what's so cool is the commentary makes it real today. Okay, so how can I apply this with COVID-19? Okay, wait, how can I apply this with my boss? How can I apply this with the fact that I feel like I'm supposed to lay down my corporate job? You know, so you got to know his word. You have to spend time with him in prayer. And through that year, I was doing that. So I was beginning to hear and see music. My friends, godly people would be speaking into my life. There would be a scripture that would pop off the page that I'm like, ooh, I think you're trying to tell me something here, God, or just that still small voice inside. Mm -hmm. And when I got to know that a little bit more, then I was, you could trust the fact that you could listen to what he was telling you to do and take that leap of faith. And the other thing I like to tell people, some people are so scared that they're going to get God's voice wrong that they'll, they won't do it. They just, they won't make a move. They're not going to paral- do it. They're paralyzed. Like yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I like to tell people it's like a GPS, right? When you make the wrong move, what happens in the GPS? Yep. You're it redirects you. Yeah. It redirects you. So God is so patient and so loving and so kind and so merciful that if your heart is bent towards him and you want to make a good decision and you want to try to make him happy and you accidentally veer off the wrong path, he'll go, it's okay, sweet, sweet daughter. I got you. I'll reroute you. And so we don't have to be afraid of bad decisions because as long as we've sought counsel and we've prayed about it and we've asked him for help, even if we do make a bad one, he can turn all things around for good. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I love, you know, your, just your mission to empower women get through that anxiety. I love that you had a a nervous breakthrough, not a nervous breakdown. I, I think we need to create our own language around what, you know, what, what's true to our lives. So, um, Christy, we are about out of time. I wanted to, I know that there's ways that our listeners can get in touch with you. There's some things that you have coming up in September that you'd like to offer. Um, tell us what's the best way for them to find you 
and what gift might you have that could benefit them right now? Well, friends, I'm going to let Lisa decide who's going to get to be the winner of this fantastic (laughs) fearless fanny pack. Fearless fanny pack. It's something that we've kind of done as just a fun kind of exciting community thing where we give away fearless fanny packs. And it's a hot commodity here in the St. Louis area. I don't know what it's like for you there. But anyway, I'd like to give away a fearless fanny pack. And I hope that you'll get connected with, with our ministry. It's Fearless Women on Facebook. Fearless Women STL and there it's big purple hearts. You can't miss it. There is another Fearless Women. So make sure you get the one in Missouri. And then if you want to connect with me personally, I'm just Christy Bulware on Facebook. I would I love connecting with 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 women. And then on Instagram, I'm just Christy M. Bulware. If you want to catch me there. And then Fearless Women STL on Instagram. So those are the greatest kind of places that I'm hanging out. Now you talked about a new devotional that you have coming out. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So it's called Stand Fearless. And Lisa, your listeners, I know that they want to branch out and they want to have financial freedom and, and they want to find their purpose in life. And I think that this devotional will be a great resource for them. So it's Stand Fearless and it's 30 days where we walk you through different ways to be fearless in Jesus. And I think that there's a lot of memes and programs and a lot of things out there that try to teach you to be fearless. But truly, if you're not walking and surrender with the Lord, you, you're. it's going to be really hard to find that breakthrough. So Stand Fearless is a devotional that I highly recommend. comes out in September. I co-authored it with two of my other fearless friends on our team. And it's it's going to be powerful. Here's the unique thing about it, Lisa. We have an author or an artist that drew pictures that go along with the message. So it's just, it's, it's, it's going to be a gorgeous devotional. I love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Christy, for your time. It's been a pleasure getting to know you more. I know we're going to have an opportunity to do some things in the future. I just know that God brought us together. So thank you for your time to our amazing listeners. I am so blessed to be part of your day and I so appreciate you tuning in. If you want to catch up on other podcasts, you know, go to dreambignationpodcast.com and lots of other resources available at Lisa Williams Co. So bless you in your life journey, friends, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, Christy. Hey, Dream Big Nation community. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to learn more about working with Lisa and her team directly, go to lisawilliamsco.com and learn how to hire yourself.